0: He is the chosen one. You must see it. Hmm. Clouded this boy's future is. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. And even when Anakin turns into Darth Vader, he is still the chosen one. Oh, when you're a kid, you know. It's he's he's the pinnacle of all evil. There is that mystery there, you know. He is he is a man behind a mask. And up until now we didn't know who that man was. So it allows, you know, the audience to really instill their own imagination into that character and make that evil whatever they want it to be. Everybody thought of Darth Vader as this big evil guy that, you know, had no heart. He was just evil. Um, But in the end, it's not that at all. And I mean, here's a guy who has lost everything. I mean, he believes that he's the chosen one. He's not doing wrong things knowing that it's having a negative impact. So there's there's that sort of naivety to him uh, now that, that wasn't there before. And it makes him more human in a lot of ways. Are you ready? Are you? Then let's begin. 117 the Blast points, this is Jason And this is Gabe I don't even think, we don't even need numbers anymore It's just all Kenobi <laughs> at this point <laughs> Numbers are meaningless What is time? What's our <laughs> names even at this point? What's what's the name of this podcast? What, what does it matter anymore? Yeah, It's just all Kenobi All the time <laughs> All encompassing Relax, take a deep breath Hello there. Hello there. Our continuing summer lovin' series where we're taking a break from our usual nonsense to talk about some very serious Obi-Wan Kenobi action. This is not our usual nonsense. This is hard hitting Star Wars seriousness. Well, in this week's episode definitely had a lot of hard-hitting seriousness oh my we were just talking before we got started we were trying to make sense of notes and i've just got a page of like scribbled words and arrows pointing to each other because this episode has made my brain just go sideways with thoughts one you can't take your eyes off to write anything down too So you just have to write without looking at it And hope you can read it later <laughs> That's And that's literally what I was doing Just like uh, uh, Just possessed scribbling On a pad of paper uh. Oh my god So what an episode And it's okay So shocker Wednesday morning Go to get up to watch it I had already texted you What was my text? It's a doozy Yeah it's a doozy Yeah. And, and I had, I had set my alarm and I had woken up like an hour before my alarm and I was contemplating, do I just get up or do I go back to sleep? And then I got a text. Yeah. From you. It's a doozy. So (laughs) it's like, all right, time to get up. Obi-Wan Kenobi part five, general impressions before we start getting deep, before we get into the chunky bits. What did you think in the beginning? What uh, in general? I thought there might be a chance that we would get a flashback to Obi-Wan and Anakin from Revenge of the Sith, maybe Attack of the Clones. But I still, I don't think I was actually ready for really seeing it. And the fact that the episode didn't even make you wait, it just started right into it. I, I should have been ready, but I wasn't ready. And then from there, it just kept going. And I think the idea of using that flashback duel as kind of the thread that runs through the episode and kind of mirrors what's happening in the present was really, really clever and a good use of the flashback. And it kind of made me wish that they did something similar for all the episodes, almost like how like the clone Wars had the little like fortune cookie slogan at the beginning that kind of let you know what the episode was or how the original movies had the crawl. Like it would, it would have been an interesting stylistic way to present the show, but I guess it makes sense because it is like we've said, it's, it's a big, long continuous story and it's not like you know each episode's kind of its own thing in a way i just couldn't believe it i was just like this is unreal that this is happening and this episode is uh, like we're gonna talk about is is going on a lot of levels a lot of star wars levels i i was just like this is unreal because it's it's episode three and a half, you know, it's revenge of the Sith part two again, but now it's like, we're going back to like pre attack of the clones action and connecting that to original trilogy thoughts and making us think of sequel trilogy things too. It's just in however long this episode is, I can't even remember. I don't even know what's going on anymore. This episode is, I've watched this episode four times in two days, right? It's just, this episode is just driving me nuts. I'm terrified of the finale. It's going to be in a matter of hours from when this episode is released and have an ambulance ready. Right, I'm going to have an ambulance just parked in my driveway with people with a stretcher just waiting outside my front door. I call a tow truck, call a tow truck too in case the ambulance breaks down. Just have have them all outside at the ready The big thing I was thinking before we get into the deep thoughts Is we are in the prequel renaissance The Star Wars prequel movies are so good For The 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones Sorry I can't be there This is an important movie for me because it was the first film ever shot digitally It was a big fight to get here but at the same time, once we got the film made, now everybody's doing it digitally. And I hope you all have fun. The Star Wars prequel will are so good. It's only been, what, a day since it came out. And I still kind of am in shock that they said they were going to have Hayden in the show. And we saw him on stage. We've seen him in interviews. But to really see that they're like, yeah, we're going to go back to... Before Attack of the Clones, and we're going to show those two characters in live action, interacting, craziness. So much craziness. I think I said it before in an episode, this show, and I would say Clone Wars also, are just kind of showing, again, what really good movies the prequels are. I mean, we've known that. All the cool people have always known that. But it's just not talked about enough. You know, like every once in a while, the random article comes out on the Internet like everybody's wrong. The prequels are still bad you know? <laughs> like that. It still it still exists. But I wonder, like what those people watching this episode are thinking, like, do they feel like they're just like not invited to the party? We talked about it at Sel- with Celebration Anaheim that we're at a point now where the amount of prequel cosplay is equal to, if not greater than original trilogy cosplay and prequel merch is everywhere. And old prequel stuff is like getting rarer and hard to find. Like these are the signs that were in the prequel Renaissance. It's just so great to see this new generation of fans coming up and taking ownership of what they love in star Wars and, we're right there with them and even though we're from the generation before but it's i don't it's just amazing and just i think that's the thing i'm still just like in shock and like this opening and the the flashback if you want to call it a flashback even though it's kind of like a dream it's kind of vader remembering kind of it's 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 just it's still just unreal. It's just like, this is really happening. Who would have thought in 2022 that we're getting new attack of the clones era, like Obi-Wan with a mullet. (laughs) Well, it's interesting too what you were saying about it being kind of like a dream or Vader remembering it, because it's almost feels like it's kind of tied in with the whole idea that now that they know the other one is alive, that they kind of have rekindled their kind of subconscious connection And the way the episode is kind of presented, it's almost like they're both remembering the same memory because they're both kind of subconsciously behaving the same way they did in that memory. And Obi-Wan, like his remembering that memory helps him to succeed at the end. And Anakin kind of maybe not learning from that memory kind of leads to the failure at the end. Like they're kind of it's a shared flashback, which is kind of cool. And that was kind of the thing that was messing me up, like thinking about this episode. And I kept dwelling on the duel, the lightsaber duel scenes. And there's, there's, it's not like there's a ton of dialogue, but what there is is incredibly fascinating. And I kept going back to like the whole thing that their duel is very much a back and forth of who has the upper hand in that duel it's it's obi-wan then it's anakin and then it's obi-wan and then it's anakin and then i was thinking about the whole episode and the whole episode everything else that's happening in there it's similar where it's it's this power play where obi-wan has the upper hand he can anticipate what vader is going to do next no it's Vader, who's anticipating what Obi-Wan is going to do, or he knew all along what Reva was going to do, or Reva has the upper hand because her motives weren't exactly what they thought we were. No, it's the Grand Inquisitor that has the upper hand. Like the episode keeps going back and forth, just like their duel does of who's in control here, who's really running the show. And at the end of the episode, it's such a A wild cliffhanger taking us into the finale where it's just like, literally at the end of the episode, it's just like, I don't know what is going on anymore. I don't know how all these people are surviving lightsaber blades in the gut over and over and over again. I don't know what Reva's next move is. I don't know how they're going to survive in this rickety transport with a Star Destroyer on their back. Yeah, there's a lot left to happen in this last episode because instead of things getting smaller, I guess things have gotten more complicated. There's more pieces on the board now with the, there's the grand inquisitor, there's Vader, there's Reva, there's Bail Organa, there's, there's Luke, there's the whole refugee ship. Everything's kind of still in play at this point. Yeah. Two things that are said during the fight that, I kept really dwelling on your need for victory anakin it blinds you it got me thinking about the pod race it got me thinking about his desire to be the best in attack of the clones when padme says to him you're not all powerful and he says i well i should be and then that side by side with you're a great warrior anakin but your need to prove yourself is your undoing Until you overcome it a Padawan you will still be. Right, like it's the it's the combination of always wanting to win and also and always feeling like you have to prove your worth. It's like a bad combination of of traits that are kind of only hurting him as far as those two things together are trouble. And I kept thinking about that Obi-Wan at the end of their duel distracts him and takes the saber. And then he says the thing with his need to prove himself. And then that is why he's still a Padawan. He still has much to learn. And I like that he says too, You're a great warrior. And you think of Yoda, wars not make one great. And I kept thinking about how that plays out in this episode. And it we know there Probably is going to be some kind of final confrontation, maybe between Anakin, Vader and Kenobi. What well, I'm trying to think is even if there wasn't, I think it would be OK, because even if this was the end of their interactions, it kind of works. It does, but and I, I still go back to that moment in return of the Jedi. Come with me. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. I will not turn and you'll be forced to kill me. If that is your destiny. Search your feelings father. You can't do this. I feel the conflict within you let go of your hate. It is too late for me son and i think of the fact that obi-wan kind of did get to reva in this episode he made an effect on her so it does seem like that even if obi-wan had the chance i guess to escape that he's gonna feel the need to at least try to talk to anakin one more time (laughs) maybe i don't know I don't know. And I I just think of that line, too, because it's it's not in there an accident. His need to prove himself will be his undoing. His desire to win. You know, as much as oftentimes in comics or whatever, Rogue One Vader is kind of shown as this blunt object of destruction. It, It was nice in this episode we had kind of that Vader that, like you were talking about a couple weeks ago, like this indifferent kind of calculating genius. Yeah. Well, the thing that I thought was really, really cool. This episode was this was really, I think the first time that we've ever had kind of, at least in live action, kind of the cutting back and forth between Anakin as Anakin and Vader as Vader. And it really kind of highlighted how much they're the same character. Like I really felt like watching Anakin in the flashback fighting Obi-Wan and then seeing Vader, doing all his Vader stuff, it really felt like the same person. And it wasn't like there was this Anakin good guy. And then at some point he turned into a completely different person. They really did a great job of showing that it's, he's the same person under the suit and it's the same things that the same problems he was dealing with when he was a good guy is exactly who he is now as a bad guy. And, and it, it's still, it's still holding him back. And that's pure prequel renaissance, too, where it's how much has been said, how much has been written, talked about, shown in movie shows about Anakin Skywalker, and his character is still endlessly fascinating decades later, where it's still we're still thinking new thoughts about Anakin Skywalker. And that's total that's prequel renaissance. And I was thinking too their their whole relationship really coming front and center in this episode. And how in Attack of the Clones, Anakin says that Obi-Wan is like a father to him. And then at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan says, you were my brother, Anakin. There's a big difference between someone looking at someone as their father and someone looking at someone as their brother. And it makes total sense that Anakin was looking for the father he never had. He may have saw that the potential of that in Qui Gon. Qui Gon was taken. There was Obi Wan, and oh, Obi Wan saw him as perhaps the brother that he never had. And you know, interesting that in this show we learned that Obi Wan, before he was taken from his actual family, his blood family, remembered possibly having a baby brother. Both of them having this need. A family member that they never knew or never got to know, and they were both kind of trying to find that in each other. And but the two relationships and the way they looked at each other would never match. Right. That that was that's the the extra tragedy of Qui Gon being killed was that neither of them had the family member they needed, which just contributed to all the problems. And you you look at their relationship and the way in this episode, the way they're feeling about each other. And it's it's still that feeling that when Reva says to Obi-Wan through the wall, like, do you really want Anakin dead? Is that what you really want? And I love that moment because Ewan McGregor, his eyes are getting teary. At this moment, he's saying no. In just you and McGregor's acting, he's saying no. Now that was one of the best parts of the episode, and I was not expecting that. But that's like right up there with the the Uncle Owen gut punch line from the first episode. Of yeah, that's all of this has happened, and everyone is where they are at this point in time because he didn't want to kill him, and he didn't kill him, and he couldn't kill him. And it's like we said before: it's that sometimes. Star Wars is these grand spectacles or completely silly, ridiculous things, but also sometimes Star Wars is two people talking to each other through a wall and one person almost crying. (laughs) And that's, that's why we love this ridiculous thing. And you can't have one without the other. And what a moment, what a scene. And this episode is just soaring on all those levels. It's, it's, Again, it's bringing up all these prequel renaissance thoughts, all these things about Anakin and Obi-Wan and their relationship. Well, and is this the point where Obi-Wan's opinion starts to change, too? And that by the end of this episode, because he realizes that it's the only way to save all these other people, he kind of, he's not ready to kill Vader, but he's okay if somebody else does it. And at the beginning of the episode, he wasn't at that point yet. It could be also that for Obi-Wan, killing Vader is proving something, proving something to himself. And that's selfish. And like we talked about last week, Obi-Wan is now, he's he's all compassion, he's all love, he's all Jedi. I like in this episode, too, in every episode going forward, just in costume choices, he's become more and more Jedi, where in this episode, he's dressed exactly like the sideshow mythos obi-wan kenobi statue he's got the the sleeveless robe Uh, he like he went through that box of old jedi clothes he's like oh this one looks pretty good i'm gonna put this on now at a certain point obi-wan has to put the past behind him he can't be the person he was in the first episode in the second episode the past is the past it's got to get buried in the sand again, but not in the way he did before. And he's got to only think about the new hope, the next step. But he's not totally all oh, compassion, because that's the thing. In A New Hope, in Empire and Jedi, he's telling Luke that Luke needs to kill Vader. That That's where I. it seems like this is the start of that transition, where it's like he wants to save him, but he to save everyone else, you have to kill him. It's more selfish to keep him alive than it is to kill him because him it's just like Anakin trying to keep Padme alive at this point if Vader needs to die because it's the only way to save all these other people. There is still good in him. He's more machine now than man, twisted and evil. I can't do it, Ben. You cannot escape your destiny. You must face Darth Vader again. I can't kill my own father. Then the Emperor has already won. You were our only hope. Again, it's like we talked about. It's the fact that Anakin is not the chosen one. It's Luke, according to Obi-Wan in Rebels. And Luke is the only one, by the time you get to the end of Return of the Jedi, who believes in Anakin Skywalker, yeah, I mean, yeah, because he's the only person that could that could still believe in, in Anakin Skywalker, and that's how, why it works. Because everyone else has plenty of reasons to have written him off at that point. And I love in this episode too when Obi Wan gives all of his weapons to Haja. It's so wild that he suddenly showed up again, and for a minute there, he's going to go confront vader just by himself and what his quote he said there's different ways of fighting which again mirrors a new hope you can't win but there are alternatives to fighting but again it makes me think of luke at the end of return the jedi when he throws his lightsaber down or it makes me think of luke at the end of the last jedi I mean, there, there's there's a, there's a lot of Last Jedi in this episode too, because just even the image of Luke sleeping in bed at night, it you know brings to mind Ben Solo sleeping in bed, Luke over his bed, and you know the looming threat of is someone going to get this person with the mighty Skywalker blood when they're sleeping or something? And again, it's what makes this episode kind of soar like the best of Star Wars when. It's making us think these thoughts that span the entire saga. And it makes you think of movies you've watched 100,000 times and new and different ways and makes you think of different angles. And Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, I still think it did such a good job of giving you a visual transition between Anakin Skywalker of the prequels to Darth Vader of the original trilogy. And this episode was a really, really good like Missing Link, where he felt like original trilogy Vader, but he also felt like Attack of the Clones Anakin at the same time, which which is pretty amazing. And I guess that's the thing, too. If if this episode could make someone who poo-pooed on the prequels for decades now go back and watch Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, whatever, with a new perspective, I think that would be incredible. And I bet you that... Is going to happen if not has already happened. Well, and we have to say we've I think have said it before, but whatever movie magic they're using for Darth Vader's voice, if it's really James Earl Jones, if it's Reese Speecher, if it's robots, whatever it is, the it's Darth Vader sounds so good. It's like the best he's sounded since Return of the Jedi, still. It's it's insane. We got to hear Darth Vader say Jableem. yes yes Yes. like it makes maybe they'll do another uh they could do a sequel to the vhs game because now they got they got vader down so good oh so this episode bravo bravo face eternally hidden. He was the most evil being in the universe. Commander of the Death Star, the Dark Lord of the Sith, whose very name brought fear to the bravest of men. Darth Vader. Darth Vader is back. Star Wars is back. Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. All right, let's do what we do. Let's get into it. Let's start talking about the chunky bits. Yes, it starts out with the dream flashback. Before that, we got to start out with the recap, because I don't know if you caught the whole purpose of the recap, I think, was to just remind everybody about Wade. <laughs> I was I was watching the recap. So two thoughts I had watching the recap. I was like, I think this is Tala's last episode. And why are they still talking about Wade? Because <laughs> I, I was watching the recap and I'm like... Are they going to recap Wade? And yep, sure enough, right at the end, Wade. I was like, "Is Wade still playing a part in this?" I was, I was wondering what's going to go on, like is the ghost of Wade coming back. We didn't do it last week, but I almost think we should give a moment of silence for Wade. I kind of regretted it last week. So let's, let's all, let's, what's us? Let's people listening. Like we've been talking about some serious stuff here, and this is maybe the most serious of all. Just take a moment, and let's cherish all of our memories of Wade. Right behind you. (laughs) Fortress Inquisitorius. Okay. (laughs) There's always a chance he's going to show up next episode, like, riding a sea creature from the sea planet of Inquisitor stuff. Inquisitorius... Amoris underwater us wherever they wherever they live. It's it's gonna be post credits <laughs> where he's just gonna come up out of the ocean and coming 2023, the Book of Wade. Okay. Yeah. First thing we see, Anakin, it sure seems like he's looking out over Coruscant, looking at Padme's penthouse. I mean, second, third time I watched it, I really noticed and I'm like, good God, yes, it's the same building where they go up the elevator see i didn't catch that yet man because i was just still like the first time i was just in shock and then the second time i was like oh wait there are little cars because i at first i was like they don't have all the traffic that's weird and then the second time i was like oh no there it is when i yeah i was i was just like what is it a slow day on coruscant or something i was like and where's all the buildings but then you go back and you watch like some of the scenic shots of the Jedi temple and the, there's really like not much around the Jedi temple. Well, and just, yeah, at the very beginning, the, before I think they even panned back enough to realize it was Anakin. I was just like, holy cow, it's Coruscant. No, I, I was just like, I was like, Oh, where is this? What's going on? And it's cool. That it's, it's the same place that the Jedi Tai Chi Scene is happening at the very beginning of the first episode, and it almost kind of starts in the exact same way, where they show you the city. And I remember, like, when we saw that first episode, I was just like, oh what's this? Some new planet?" And like, "Oh my god, no, it's a Jedi temple. It's Coruscant." And I thought the same thing again with this episode, where I was like, oh what's this? Some new planet?" Oh my god, no, that's Anakin. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense, I guess. That's like you know, it's a Jedi temple, like sparring room or something. So it was like, okay. I love to them. Th- are you ready? Are you? Then let's begin. And it's kind of like for this episode too. It's like they're Anakin and Obi Wan are asking you, the viewer, are you ready for this? Okay, yeah. You thought you might have been prepared for this, but we don't. We don't think so. We don't think you're as ready as you thought you were. Then the next thing we see is, uh, yeah, Vader. Is he thinking it? is he isn't and i love this first shot of vader because somehow they managed to make the vader mask look really sad yeah he does look kind of sad and so what reva comes in and they tracked him to jellybean and now she's the grand inquisitor and yeah they go back to jellybean haja is there and uh rokin explains they all got to leave really quick and then Vader back on the Star Destroyer is saying, "Lock down the facility." And then yeah, Vader arrives. They know there's a Star Destroyer up ahead, and uh, Evil Lola what locks up the the ceiling. And I like yeah, Obi Wan is like Vader is going to attack next. He has no patience for a, for a siege. And doesn't that then we jump back to the to the flashback of them the duel. <laughs> Too aggressive, Anakin. Be mindful. A Jedi's goal is to defend life, not take it. Mercy doesn't defeat an enemy, Master. <laughs> Which is why you're good. Man, yeah, every time this duel, because even like Anakin even sounds like Anakin. Like even when he's like grunting and stuff, it sounds like Attack of the Clones. It's It's so insane. It's just crazy, and uh, you know you've probably seen the people on like social media that have done like side by side cuts. Some of their moves are straight out of Revenge of the Sith. They, they fight like Obi Wan and Anakin. Like when Obi Wan comes in, he's holding out his saber like he does to Dooku in Attack of the Clones. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, it's like a greatest hits duel between the two of them. And I love that, yeah, this thing that Anakin is going so hard in the duel, like saying to Obi-Wan, you're going to lose. And there's shots of Obi-Wan's face where he's just like, what are you doing? Like, there's almost moments with Obi-Wan where he almost looks like, wait, how seriously are you taking this little sparring contest where it's basically like lightsaber training? And he cannot control... Again, his desire to, to prove himself and to win and to be the best. Again, I think of Anakin in Attack of the Clones where he says, it's all Obi-Wan's fault, he's holding me back. It's the neat thing that like one little line like that in Attack of the Clones in 2002, when they say it, it's just like, is he though? I haven't really seen that in, you know, the previous hour of this movie. And it's like, well, just wait 20 years yeah. and you know like it'll it'll make much more sense well and that's where just yeah the this shared memory flashback is such a just brilliant way to tie this whole episode together and kind of fill in all these little blanks with an action scene too like it's an action scene but it's also a a huge part of the story and man just thinking about like yeah, just how crazy it is to see the two of them fighting each other friendly, in, a, in a friendly duel after we saw, you know, them trying to kill each other. And then also it makes me think back to the like the original version of the in Revenge of the Sith when the two of them are fighting Dooku and in the behind the scenes when there were parts where like Dooku would get out of the way and they were and they would uh they started fighting each other on accident. I just remember like freaking out about that behind the scenes thing so much of like, oh, my God, they're like starting to fight each other. Yeah. And here we are. Oh yeah. Getting a whole a whole nother little friendly duel between the two of them all these years later. And it's a friendly duel like that has the undercurrent of competition. Yeah. It's all smiles when it's all done and Obi-Wan pats him on the shoulder, but also it's like, well, and that did get a little rough there, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and we and, and you compare it and and mix it in with, with lines from the movies of, you know, Anakin talking about his saber training already thinking he's as good as yoda and like you know he he thinks he should have won and he didn't and it, and and on one hand you know obi-wan's his master and he loves him and he appreciates him being a teacher but on the other hand he's pissed <laughs> that he lost and that he wants to be better than obi-wan he wants to be the best and you can kind of see it in that just little second of anakin's face at the end and i love too that after this scene it cuts to that great, great shot of just Vader's reflection in space as they're going to Jelly Bean. And it's it's a reflection on the window of the Star Destroyer with just space and Jelly Bean behind him, and it's just so cool. And again, I know people talk about it all the time, but it's like props to Deborah Chow. This episode, she is. Turning it up to eleven, and she is rocking out with this episode. There are shots, and the way she moves the camera, the direction, the, the performances she got out of the actors in this. Of Deborah Chow, is the number one champion. And they brought back one of the Gorilla Men from the sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, H- hanging out with the with the refugees, and I think for the first time ever, we had like a Trandoshan family. <laughs> I love yeah. So the scene, it's it goes on, and like Obi Wan Kenobi's like everyone, everyone, I'm taking charge here, and General Kenobi is back, and yeah, and then everyone is like getting to their things, yeah, and the two Trandoshans like share a Chewbacca and Sagwa moment where it's like two Trandoshans that love each other. Yeah. And there's a little kid one too, I think. Yeah. Wednesday morning, I I was sitting watching it by myself with coffee. And when the Trandoshans put their head together, I just went, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The, the giant light up star Wars logo behind your couch that lights up like, uh, like a kiss. Stage show, just flashed Star Wars, <laughs> flash, flash, Star Wars, flash, flash. That's, that's what I like. Two Trandoshans that love each other. Like, we we got to stick together in their weird <laughs> larf, 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 <laughs> voice. So. Oh, okay, so yeah. Then uh, Reva arrives with troops. And again, when Reva is arriving with the troops, Natalie Holt is just absolutely killing it once again. Her new imperial march theme taking michael guacamole to school it's it's so good love, the gate won't open and so Leia's gonna go up in the vent then kenobi has a message from Bill organa i totally missed the first time i watched the episode that bale organa is just like hey dude i haven't heard from you so i'm gonna go to tatooine that was lost on me and like what the second, third time I watched it, I was just like, oh my god, Bale's going to Tatooine. Bale's gotta take charge. has gotta protect the boy. Where's Baru? Baru's probably coming next week, but will Baru say hello to Bale Organa? I I hope so. I hope she makes him some food. <laughs> hello. Maybe we'll get to see Bale Organa sitting at the table with Owen and Baru and little Luke. Oh, eating space food oh, we can dream we can die again get the ambulance ready get the get the smelling salts All get the the chest the heart attack chest things going clear uh, start you got seven days to build your own bacta tank less than that from when we record but we, again when this episode comes out it's a matter of hours i'm screwed <laughs> i know i didn't build a to tank over the weekend i was editing this episode so i didn't it didn't happen yeah. You can always move your TV in the bathroom, and then you can just lay in the bathtub. It's, it's going to be the best, the best you can get. And the TV's going to fall into the bathtub because my legs are going <laughs> to be going crazy, and I'm going to die. So. <laughs> okay, so Tala tells the story uh, of how she was on Gorel and four families who were all force sensitive, and 14 people, six kids, and the Inquisitors killed them. And it's just like, oh, man. But I love her quote, there are some things you can't forget, referencing back to last week, right? But you can fight to make them better. And again, I think that's something that's going to lead into the finale. There are some things you can't forget, but you can fight to make them better. Obi-Wan cannot forget his failure, what he perceives as his failure with Anakin, but he can fight to make them better. They're breaking through the gate. Obi-Wan stalls. Yes, he talks to Reva. This is kind of wild, too, because we get full explanation on Reva's backstory, which, again, just like Ewan McGregor in the scene, Moses Ingram just delivering an incredible performance. But it sure seems like with this and at the end of the episode, that young Reva, it Looks like she was stabbed when she was a youngling. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting is that technically Anakin kills her twice and that he stabbed her when she was a kid and and she managed to not die. And then I guess he did it again in this one and, and it looks like maybe she didn't die this time. But that whole thing on its own, but then mixing that in then with the flashbacks of Darth Vader at Hayden getting to be Vader again in the hood, and just the first flashback to that of like her the 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 child actress playing her as a kid, looking at Anakin Vader in the temple, like that was some pretty heavy stuff, and then yeah, jumping ahead when they brought that back at the end to cutting between in the suit Vader stabbing grown up Reva to Anakin. Vader in the hood stabbing child Reva like I don't know that's that's right up there with the uh the dueling bacta tanks of last week like that's some some heavy duty stuff. Wondering what you like what the deal is with everybody surviving a lightsaber through the gut and how exactly Reva has done it twice now. I mean the Grand Inquisitor is like a ghoul so we'll give him, you know, he's ghoulish and weird but Reva i i feel like something's up her her parents were were mods maybe i don't know i don't know i just i I feel like something's up i i love reva though talking to obi-wan through the wall and yeah again like we said where were you why didn't you stop him he was your padawan you know kind of saying out loud the things obi-wan has been thinking for 10 years and Then the siege on Jellybean begins. Leia is still upstairs trying to fix the the door. We got Stormtroopers busting in. Obi-Wan deflecting blaster bolts with his lightsaber. Ned B does like a super punch to Stormtroopers. It was great. And then Tala is shot. And it's very sad. And Ned B is shot. And I love Ned B's final act like a champion using himself as a shield for Tala. They're just trying to do if if robots dying makes you sad, we're going to have that. If people dying makes you sad, we're going to have that. They're just trying to cram in all the sad stuff in one scene. It was very sad though. I was I guess it kind of wasn't a surprise that Tala her, her character ended in this episode. It would have been nice to see her keep going. Yeah, but Obi-Wan doesn't get to have any friends <laughs> we, know, <laughs> we knew that going in He doesn't get to have any friends <laughs> Not even Ned B oh. And then Tala reveals her final surprise She's holding a thermal detonator And then it blows up everybody We cut back to the duel then With Anakin saying Admit you were beaten There's no way out, Master <laughs> admit you are beaten well and pulling out some return of the jedi luke moves just thrashing him down to the ground then in this when we cut back to the non-flashback stuff that's the moment when right after anakin saying admit you were beaten where obi-wan surrenders and it's almost like Luke in Return of the Jedi, like I've endangered the mission, I shouldn't have come. Like that moment where Luke realizes no matter where he goes, he's a threat to his these people he's trying to protect his friends. And Vader only wants him, but these other people are going to pay the price for it. So yeah, Obi-Wan is just like, okay, well, I'm just going to give Haja all my stuff and I'm going to go out there and let's see what happens. Well, and this, I think, is where he's made the choice that he can't, maybe he can't save Anakin, and maybe he can't kill Anakin, but he knows someone who can kill her. And now, after seeing well, Talas sacrifice herself, he's ready to, if, if sacrificing himself gives Reva a chance to kill Vader, it's worth it. You're not bringing him to me, I'm bringing him to you. So Reva then has the stormtroopers bring him back inside. And I like there's that little shadow play against the wall of Obi-Wan breaking free. And after he shoots one of the stormtroopers, he throws the blaster down very much kind of like a so uncivilized. So then when we cut back to the dream flashback duel, that's when the lightsaber gets knocked out and Obi-Wan saying your need for victory blinds you. What? Then things just get crazy because Vader shows up. He's angry. I'm going to go inside. He just walks through all the hallways angrily for a little bit, getting warmed up. And I love evil Lola just trying to ram Leia in the face. And with all (laughs) the stuff with the tracker thing, Leia, so good, is just like, what are you doing? And she's like, what's this? And just like kind of plucks it off. Okay. And then gets back to the business of fixing the thing. Yeah. Everybody's running for the transport. And Haja drops the communicator. That's not good. And then we have the transport f- fake out. Transport's taking off. Vader pulls it down from the sky, rips a hole through it. All just extremely cool. It is funny, though, to me at this point that that's like officially a thing now of, of having people grab ships with the force like it's it just keeps happening but it's still pretty cool well, and it was something that people were it was in like dark empire where luke was pulling star destroyers down from the sky or something and people were always talking about it. and it's like okay well you know fine fine we'll do it in clone wars and we'll do it in rise of skywalker and we'll do it in this so then the the real ship takes off yeah, and then we have the conclusion of the the dream flashback duel. You're a great warrior, Anakin, but you'll need to prove yourself as you're undoing. Until you overcome it, a Padawan you will still be. And you know that stings for Anakin. And again... That's you know when I left you, I was but the learner now I am the master it's it's all about proven it's all about i'm the big shot now, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a son and father relationship it's the son trying to prove to the father that i'm not a child anymore i'm I'm big you know i'm i can i can I can make my own decisions now, and that whole need for a father just kind of forever landing flat on Obi-Wan. It's the sad thing with their relationship but kind of the truth. So anyways, okay, Reva sneaks up behind Vader. The beginning of this fight so incredibly cool cuz it's Vader just fighting Reva without a lightsaber, just strictly force moves. Yeah. That that I think was my favorite part as as cool as this fight gets that Part at the beginning of yeah him just force blocking lightsabers and the fact that like he doesn't even have real hands and he's still like using the force to block the lightsabers he's channeling the force through his robot hands i was thinking about that too it's like why have i never really thought about that until 2022 summer 2022 that like man he's so strong with the force he could just use it with robot hands <laughs> So I like that she's using the spinning lightsaber. Yeah, and he slows it down, takes the lightsaber from her, snaps it in half, and then just throws one at her. And it's just like, okay, well, let's lightsaber fight. Let's do this just for fun. Because, yeah, he's got to prove that he is the best still. So he stabs her again. Don't know what's going on with that. Maybe we'll find out. And then one of my favorite moments of the entire episode Ghoulish, ghouly, ghouly, the the Grand Inquisitor comes sneaking out from the shadows. Hello. Hello, third sister. Yeah, I didn't appreciate him enough when he was around because I didn't realize he wasn't going to be around forever. And then after he was gone, I missed him. And him coming back this week was like the, one of the high points of the episode. And it just, yeah, his over-the-top voice is so outrageous I was so happy to have him back and just talking nonsense hello <laughs> and then him, him like send you back to the gutter his voice is so good so good at the fair, goodbye <laughs> toodaloo goodbye <laughs> grand inquisitor sucks to be you <laughs> it's, it's like he's like almost gonna break out in song at any moment <laughs> and where where was he the whole time was, yes. yeah where would he have been because Reva came in the Inquisitor shuttle I guess he came down with Vader and whatever Vader came down in and yeah he was just hiding out there around the corner waiting for his entrance just just text just text me when it's time I'll come in <laughs> I've been working on some cool things to say. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> then there we cut back to the transport ship. Yeah. And um I love Roken coming out and just kind of real low key saying to Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh the hyperdrive is down. And the Imperial Star Destroyer is right behind us. And Obi-Wan's not even listening. Because he's, he's feeling bad things in the force. And Reva, when she picks up his broken communicator, seems just fine. Like, the lightsaber wound through the chest, just A-OK. And, yeah, here's children tattooing Owen the boy. Which is all you heard the first time watching the episode, too. At the beginning. <laughs> Those words have been running through my head for the past 20 years. Yeah, Kenobi knows something is wrong. And then one of the best endings in any Star Wars uh, TV show episode so far, the homestead at night and Luke sleeping in bed, little Luke. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like I almost forgot you were out there because so much was going on this episode. But no, you're you're still there sleeping. We'll see you soon. And we know nothing's going to happen to Luke. We know nothing's going to happen to Luke, and unless that's this, we're going to learn all about the the secret of was it bigger Luke or Luke the clone Luke? Uh, <laughs> there's the ta- there's the taller Luke, and the, yeah, so that the, you know the real Luke dies here in the Kenobi show, and he's replaced by bigger Luke. I, when when they showed Luke sleeping in the bed, though, I I, I I was going crazy. I was just like, oh, my God, that little boy sleeping in bed, that's, I, that's the person that blows up the Death Star. And that's the person that eventually is so powerful that he can send a physical version of his body across the universe or wh- whatever the heck he does at the end of The Last Jedi. That's so amazing. I don't know. I was just, like, freaking out. But then I wonder, too, if 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 we are going in a Last Jedi thing, if Reva does go there and it's still nighttime, because that's always the thing people are saying. If Reva goes in there with her lightsaber and tries to get Luke, he's, it sure seems like in A New Hope he's never seen a lightsaber before. But if he's sleeping, he may not see anything and is that kind of the absolute last straw for owen but then also i'm like well what really is reva's next move like at this point for reva what would she prove by going to tatooine and finding owen and the boy like is that still revenge against anakin skywalker darth vader I mean, would her revenge be if she figures out those are Anakin's kids of would she kill Anakin's kids and tell him as the ultimate revenge because he killed so many kids? Like, is that what she wants to do for payback? Like, the only thing she can do, she can't kill him, but she can kill his children he didn't even know existed. Like, is she that far gone that that's what she wants to do for revenge? which would be a very interesting twist that that's like, you know, the ultimate sin of Anakin Skywalker that he killed the children in the temple going back again to attack of the clones not just the not just the men but the women and the children and then the one thing that brings him back to the light side of the force is his child. And you could Reva be thinking, yeah, big picture if if I take this child out of the picture. Am I condemning Anakin to the rest of his life being Vader and being suffering and pain? There's a lot to do <laughs> in one more episode. Cause I, I remember when this episode ended, I think the first time thinking, man, this feels like, like the middle of a season where I'm like, okay, now, now I know what's going on. Everything, everything's in motion. I can't wait to see the rest of the season, but there's only one episode left, so it's going to be crazy. As far as we know, I mean, there's you know, there's rumors of being more Kenobi later. There's a really weird thing that you and McGregor said at Star Wars Celebration on stage with the Star Wars show thing. Thanks, nice, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was amazing watching the first two episodes with you the other night. I hope. I hope you love episode three and then four and five and six and uh, seven and eight and nine and (laughs) 10. And that's the thing too. There's so much unknown for the finale that is coming very, very soon for folks listening to this, that it's, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying and very exciting. And the show is telling one hell of a story. That's, that's, that's all I've got. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Well, and us recording this have to wait almost a week, but you at home listening to this only have to wait a few hours to find out what happened. So right now I'm envying you because you're right at the finish line and we got a few, (laughs) we got a few more days to go here. So it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty for us tomorrow. Or the Wednesday this episode comes out, it is not going to be a good scene for us. We we're going to be in rough shape. Bonnie Peace, Baru. It's going. Is there going to be? We can't even. Do I even say the name Qui Gon? Well, that I was thinking about that this week too. Of like this, really, the last two episodes have kind of been so intense that I keep forgetting about the Qui Gon. That that might still happen. We might get some Qui-Gon action. So, yeah. What do we got to do? What do we got to do? I don't know. Get our affairs in order. Put wood over the windows so you don't jump out. Don't jump out. Buy a bunch of belts and strap yourself to your chair. (laughs) Let's four in the morning and just buckle yourself in. Just, honey, when you get up in the morning, I'm going to be strapped to a chair downstairs with belts. Please come and untie me. And so I can eat some breakfast. The key is going to be buried in the backyard. Yeah, she's like, "Are you turning into a werewolf?" No, no, it's just the last episode of Kenobi. Don't worry. Maybe we will. Maybe we will turn into <laughs> werewolves. Maybe that's the future. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm already waking up at four in the morning. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Waking up and ripping your clothes off and running around the neighborhood nude. So yeah, you might as well be a werewolf. Might as well. Might as well just get 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 this over with. So. <laughs> Darth Vader Collector's Case, from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. You can display it, or open it up into an action figure storage unit. It holds up to 31 action figures like Boss, Glando Calrissian, and IG-88. Action figures each sold separately. There's even a handy chamber for accessories. And it's got a hidden handle, so you can take it with you. Darth Vader Collector's Case, from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. You, from Kenner. This is Captain Rex. You're listening to Jason and Gabe on Blast Points. And these blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. everyone everyone you gotta go leave us a review on apple podcasts if that's what you're doing if that's the way you're listening to the show right now when you get done listening to this episode we would love it if you would go over there and write a little something nice about the show leave us a five-star review it helps more people find blast points when they're looking up what's a good star wars podcast and if you listen on spotify we have a star review over there so we can get closer to 100 star reviews on the Spotify. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you are in our super chill group. If you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where just a little over a week ago, we had our first Kenobi commentary for the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi the show. It's really good. It's really fun. And the Blast Points Army is where we got all of our tons of bonus stuff with Bad Batch, Book of Bulba, Mando, Clone Wars, Episode 1, The Beginning, 10-Minute Breakdowns, all kinds of crazy stuff on there. And if you are a member of the Blast Points Army, thank you so much, each and every one of you. But that wraps up number 317... Obi Wan Kenobi, Part Five. It's a wild ride. <laughs> it, it really, it really happened. Go do whatever you have to do to get ready for this, the finale of Obi Wan Kenobi the show. Call your loved ones. T- tell them, tell them where you are. Let them know you're safe. Because we all, we all got to be ready. Maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. <laughs> We <laughs> could be still running down the street naked so hopefully we will you know, no matter what happens i think we're going to be here talking about it i think we have to it's the only way we can stay sane so until then everyone thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you then bye bye may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you Goodbye. May the force be with all of you. The Star Wars prequel movies are so good.